What are your best Christmas festive memories? Dinner, presents, and... <laughs> <laughs> In 1999, a slightly disturbing young man declared that we are soldiers of hell. We are neither soldiers, nor from hell. But like obedient little sleeper agents, we have gradually recruited people from popular culture to create a military force to be reckoned with. Each episode, we'll be nominating someone new to join our ranks. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas indeed. How are you? I'm, I'm all right, thanks. Yes, How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm very well. I'm... Uh... I'm, I'm learning how to use this new app that we're using to record this latest podcast, which is a big step forward considering the last one was done pretty much on a dictaphone as it happens. Well, if you think about it, this anchor technology is what got us back into podcasting again about 10 years after we've done the last one. <laughs> so it's kind of cool that we can now use it as almost like a phone conversation and not have to be in the same room. <laughs> I'm thinking we should put this out on Christmas Day. As a, oh, as a, like a festive special to round off 2017. Like an Andy and Spence version of Noel's Christmas presents, where we knock on a random person's door and say, Hi, we've come to chat about pop culture. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, we could do that. I just yeah, don't recommend knocking it. Knocking on someone's door and then randomly as they answer it, you know, half caught at the end of a Christmas day. So, hey, mate, I don't know you, but CGI or Puppet Yoda? <laughs> Also, our kids might go, um, why are our dads not here on Christmas Day? Why are they gallivanting off? Does anyone watch the Queen's Speech anymore? Um, do you know what? I don't think I did last year, and I think that's the first time for a long time that I haven't. I used to. I just, I just don't really see that there's a huge amount okay. she's got to say that impacts me on a day-to-day level anymore. Not since you uh, stopped being her <laughs> butler. Yeah. Well, you know, me and Paul Burrell thought it was time that we settled things once and for all. Unfortunately, he got the better of me in a wrestling match. (laughs) I've seen you be bested in an arm wrestling match in a pub before, which is amusing. I think that was around Christmas time. Was it your birthday? It it may well have been. Do you know what? um, I'm actually rubbish at arm wrestling. It's just something that I'm inexplicably bad at. I say inexplicably. It's not. It's perfectly explicable. I've just not, not, not got the upper body strength. I'm pretty sure you could beat me, but this guy was very confident in his ability to beat anyone in the pub. And I seem to recall that he said that we could all try mm-hmm. to beat him, and but whoever lost had to give him their shirt, which being sort of fairly weak students as we were, I don't think our shirts would have fitted him. No, it would have been, I suppose he could have just used them as a rag for after he's done cleaning a car. I don't know. Flopping up the floor. <laughs> yeah, like that scene in The Fly where he snaps the bloke's arm, you know, something like that. Or actually, speaking of arm wrestling and pop culture, have you ever seen the Hulk Hogan? I can't remember, it might be even be Stallone, a film called Over the Top. Uh, I don't think it's I have basically, now. basically um, kickboxer, but just with arm wrestling. I think that is Stallone. I think I've read about it. As, or maybe Hulk Hogan's the bad... No, Hulk Hogan was in No good? Holds Barred. That was it. He, which was a wrestling equivalent of Kickboxer. Yes, it was Stallone's in Over the Top. It's a, no, it wasn't very good. It, it is what it sounds like. It's a film about an arm wrestling contest. It's not the most scintillating cinema, is it? There's no back and forth as such. At Christmas, the world's strongest man is usually on, isn't it? Mm. And there was an arm wrestling event. 
and one of the guys broke their arm. Oh. Basically, their muscles are stronger than their bones, so it was stalemate for that long. Something had to give. I suppose um, it's a simple way to answer the question, world's strongest man. He wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> also, um, I don't usually feel cautious, but Paul Bull strikes me as a fairly litigious kind of guy. I've never wrestled him. I want to put that out there. That was made up. What's getting you in the festive mood? Uh, what's getting me in the festive mood? Well, I've got Lego Star Wars Advent Calendar. Have you? Which I am jealous. Which, um, which so far has been pretty good. Like, you say so far, this is Christmas Day. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's Christmas Day. You've opened it all. Well, I imagine I'll be somewhat disappointed with what I get tomorrow. Then it's all down. You know what they say with Advent calendars? It's all downhill after the twenty-fifth box is opened. <laughs> so um, I've had a couple of little mini ships that are sort of very basic approximations of some of the ships and to be fair the ones that i'm not really full of knowledge about but there's some minifigures the minifigures are pretty good they look pretty good but the other day i opened one and it was uh tassian blance that well-known character who's tassian blance the uh the major in episode seven who's got like one line who says something <laughs> to leia when she's at the base you know one of the big hitters and uh sabine wren all oh, right the biggest one i've got um, is a stormtrooper. So far, he's the most recognisable character. Excellent. This is going to be a bit weird. Are you looking forward to The Last Jedi that you've already watched? Um, yes, I am looking forward to seeing it again. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favourite um, bit? The lasers. I didn't see the fact that she was Yoda's daughter coming at all. What are your best Christmas festive memories? Dinner, presents, and... <laughs> <laughs> and um, the tree. They're the main, the main three. You know, I've not... Uh, they are genuinely my three favourites. That's not just the generic three things to do with Christmas that I've named. I had my um, work Christmas deal last night. I say last night. It was three weeks ago. <laughs> Hello. Hello to you. It's Christmas. Yes, it's Christmas. I've just finished a work Christmas deal. I've been on a boat. We had some turkey, some gravy, some stuffing, some crackers, a dance, a jig, and a beer. And I'm walking home now, having got off a train. So it's boats, trains, and walking, which is not quite the same as planes, trains, and automobiles. And, uh, yeah, if you've listened to our podcast lately, you will have heard potentially the Admiral Bond and Private Binks episode where I walked through the countryside in the dark and proved how unadvisable that was, um, which was kind of the first podcast I've done where I've walked through the countryside since I moved to the countryside. However, there was an episode prior to that um, Christine Kachansky, the navigation officer, Christine Kachansky episode. If you hear the end of that episode, I was walking through the countryside having had a camping trip with some friends. And uh, the very last section of that podcast was recorded walking through the countryside in a similar way to what we are now. I say we, I mean me and you. You are walking with me. I have no other means of kind of conversing with anyone right now and I'm not sure whether that's a good or a bad idea because like I say it's pitch black 
other than the odd passing car, like this one coming up now. You might hear it. Here it comes. So yes, I've got a head torch, which is a damn good thing. I've got a high-vis armband on, which is probably designed for running, but I don't intend to run in the pitch black with brogues on my feet. I might just slip up. I don't think I've really cracked this countryside malarkey just yet. And I'm a bit wary of this journey that I've got to do. There's several pints of festive ale in my system. So, I'm throwing this out there. Why don't you ring in if you think I'll make it home safely? If you don't think I'll make it home safely, also ring in and tell me. You might get on a podcast for a splashed in the road guy. Let's see what happens. I was on a boat, which was on the River Ouse, and it was quite good. We had the boat to ourselves, and we were given uh, a festive meal of a massive sausage. It was the biggest pig in blanket I've ever seen. <laughs> Did they have spirits on the boat? Did anyone think yeah. it was funny yeah, to yeah, keep yeah. going up to the barman and ordering ouzo? Can I have ouzo? Yeah, we're on the ouzo. Ouzo, yeah. <laughs> No, Is it, have you got I wish I'd not to do that. <laughs> to just annoy the hell out of him all night. I ordered a pint of hearty bitter, and it was literally called hearty bitter. <laughs> it was literally called hearty bitter, but every time someone said to me, what are you drinking? <laughs> I said, hearty bitter? He said, it looks nice. Well, what kind is it? Hearty bitter. <laughs> oh, no. Um, and then you asked him which band he likes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and who's our favourite doctor? <laughs> what was that thing at the beer festival in Ashbourne? The um, oh, <laughs> yeah. festival ale. That was it. They're all festival ales. <laughs> uh, do you know what? I've I tried doing some of that. Work, it just didn't work out. Oh, you've got to be in the right mindset yeah. for it. Yeah. Bring your authentic self to work. And if you're not making jokes like that, you're not no. being your true self, are you? Hello, just me again. Tomorrow night, I'm meeting up with the Lomos, the original band. Yes, the Lomos. It's time for another boys' night, games' night, whatever you want to call it. I'm sure we'll all be crap at playing games, but that doesn't matter. With your big black sparkly beard. E. I'm so envious of your glorious sparkly face. A. A. Is that some bubbles in your beard? Oh. R. I like pirates with glitter in their beards. E. Delicious, delightful, deep filled, bubbly beards. E. E. By gum, I like some glittery fun. N. No, I've not got a glorious glittery beard. V. Velvety chops, that's what I desire. Why? Why? Because I've got glittery beard envy. Yeah. Achieving syndrome is what I've got. I wish I had more, cause I ain't got a lot. My stubble is sparse, I got more of this stuff on my ass, on my ass, on my ass. Yeah. I draw it on with an eyeliner pen. They say, you've been drawing on. Again. I say it's good enough for Craig David, it's good enough for me, cause
some little people running past me <laughs> hello my name's dave. i'm pretty sure my youngest has just gone past me and said hello my name is dave well <laughs> i'm pretty sure one, never reveal your secret identity dave yeah. get back in your back cave she's got a triple identity there then so, i suppose it's like a, a, an insurance policy speak of that girl yeah have you how was justice league that you saw a month ago <laughs> justice league oh i can't remember it was such a long time ago it was Hit and miss. I found myself pretty much entertained for the duration of the film, but almost having immediate levels of disappointment. It's very up and down. I was really hoping that the rumours wouldn't be true, but you can genuinely tell which bits were filmed by which directors and which bits they've crowbarred in in the reshoots and all that kind of stuff, which is a shame because you kind of think, if you'd gone for a consistent vision, yes, it might not have necessarily been any better as a film, but at least it would have had consistency. I find... It would have been true to itself. No, I was just going to say, I, I find myself continually rooting for the DC universe to sort of get going and and have a decent run. And it's got me to a point where I, every time someone says, oh, you're looking forward to this, you're looking forward to that, I always have to say that I'm at best cautiously optimistic and I think I'm going to have to downgrade it to I'm probably not that much looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, what's up next? Is um, it Aquaman? I think it might be, yeah. I think it's Aquaman next and then the possible Batman solo film that keeps sort of... I think that even that's in trouble now, isn't it? It's, it's changed director. And I think Ben Affleck is quickly eyeing up how easily he can leave his contract and get out of it. I think um, it, we mentioned this previously on a different podcast, but I think they'd be just as well instead of trying to copy the Marvel model, just doing something different, like focusing on the female characters. Harley Quinn was the most popular thing in Suicide Squad. Wonder Woman is the most popular thing in the Justice League films. Do those well. Offer a different audience something, because the ones who like Marvel, are they're never going to change their mind and go, oh, actually, this DC one's better. I, um, I watched Wonder Woman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, about yeah, yeah. a week and a half ago and what i've gone obviously i went into it seeing like it's the highest rated superhero origin film on rotten tomatoes and hearing really nothing but praise for it yeah and i want to went into it maybe expecting it to be absolutely amazing and you know what i came out of it thinking it was all right but it wasn't amazing you know it does a couple of things differently but you still end up with two super-powered beings smashing the hell out of each other at the end, which has been done in every other superhero film multiple times. And is it just getting praised because after a run of just disappointment from DC, they've finally done one that's all right, so it's being overcompensated? Yeah, maybe. 
I think it's a bit of a turning point in that it's the first time a female superhero has delivered a film on their own. It's had a female lead and it completely delivered on its own merits. Are you trying to insinuate that Supergirl didn't deliver on its own merits? I mean, the film with uh, Peter O'Toole in from the 80s, not the TV series Supergirl. Peter O'Toole was never Supergirl. You know, CGI's come a long way. If that old guy with the tash can be Ares in one oh, woman, God, then I, anything. For ages, I was rubbing my head thinking who he is. Is, is it David Thewlis? He's in Harry Potter, isn't he? Is the I'm not sure. Lupin in Harry Potter? Ah. Uh, Even at the end, you know, a film that sort of built itself on being just more than the average superhero film, and it's a bit, you know, it's got a different sort of agenda. It still ended up with the villain having such terrible dialogue that at the end he's just floating around going. I will destroy you. Yes, that's a that's a strong imp- That's probably your fourth best <laughs> impression. Patrick Stewart, Gandalf, and Bane. Bane, yes, of course, Bane. I don't know if I told you this. A couple of weeks ago, I came to the realization that sometimes when I'm walking around the house on my own, I narrate my own life in the style of Patrick Stewart or Gandalf. No. I, I think I do it. In Please, an do it. To try and Please do it. Please do it. My impressions of both. I think my Ian McKellen okay. is, is getting better. If nothing else, it's like well, well, baggins. <laughs> Not bad. It's from the school of to say a name in the name. Well, you'd be better off saying Ian McKellen in his own voice. Um, then it's true. I can't do that. I can only really do that Bilbo Baggins thing. It's <laughs> Not like huh, huh, Terry Wogan. When has Terry Wogan ever done that? Never. But that's that's what makes these impressions great. The fact that they are not great. Oh, let me give you a go then. Right. I'm going to I think, think characters of a character. are better than actors. Um, Mr. T. See, that's difficult because when you do an Mr. impression, T. you need like a hook to get into the character, like a memorable line. Okay. <laughs> I haven't gonna, got one. This is, I'm going to go a different way with my Mr. T impression. I promise you one thing pain. Yeah, from Rocky Three. From Rocky Three, yeah, excellent. Brings it back around. Mr. T versus. Oh, they should have done an arm wrestle between Mr. T and Rocky. Could still They're doing another happen. Creed, but he's going to have Ivan Drago's yeah. son in it. Yes, I mean it's a bit of coincidence, isn't it, that all these characters' sons went on to be boxers as well? Especially the uh, Ivan Drago, who is essentially a robot. I imagine that was. Um, procedure rather than natural lovemaking when it comes to Drago in that lab. Some sort of sample yeah. that was done and cloned. Yeah. What, what's your favourite Rocky film? Rocky 4. My favourite Rocky film is the one where he does a bit of training, has a map, it goes not quite as well as you expected, he trains a bit harder, then in the end he wins. Rocky That's my favourite one. 1 to 2 then? 1 to 6. No, because he doesn't win in Rocky 1 or, or 6. Basically, I was trying to segue into a game I like to play, which is where I ask people, what's your favourite episode of a particular TV show? And then they have to title the TV show in the style of a Friends episode. Yeah. What's your favourite episode of Coronation Street? Yeah, got him. The one where all those Mancunian people have a bit of a kerfuffle. Classic. What's your favourite episode of Saved by the Bell? Zach is a little bit rebellious, but... In the end, is is a good guy, and Screech says Mister Belding in a funny way. Let's have one last game. Country file. Oh, that one where they go for a walk and discover something. That one's good. Best. Yeah, I think we might What's have that? just discovered a new feature. 
That's got legs. <laughs> What's your favourite oh, Christmas episode of EastEnders? Um, everyone's really happy in the pub, but then that's juxtaposed by someone being really sad outside in the park on their own, and then they look at the pub wistfully. It's potentially the only one of these that doesn't work because there's a really famous Christmas episode, isn't there, with... Den and Angie. But let's yeah, face it, that's it, no one who's listening to podcasts watched that one. That was in, like, 1984. <laughs> it's time for a rank. What shall we call this feature? The Soldiers of Hell rank off? Come rank with me? Strictly come ranking? Maybe just a load of rank. Well, there's only one possible person we could induct into the Soldiers of Hell on a festive special, and that's Old Father Christmas himself, right? Yes. And I think it's easy, this one, because he's the man who delivers the supplies. So doesn't that make him the quartermaster? Yeah. That's it, then. Okay, how's that? Quartermaster Father Christmas is our inductee on the Christmas special 2017. Hey! Hey. Let's just end on one more, but make it Christmassy. What's your favourite... <laughs> you kind of did this at the start, so I'm pro- it's a bit of a repetitive joke. What's your most festive thing? you remember what you said at the start of the episode? Trees? No, presents, dinner, and trees and a tree. That's the best we can say about any of our podcasts. That's a good day. Cool. Well, uh, let's leave it on that note. Good to chat. Uh, enjoy Boxing Day. <laughs> yes, thank you. And uh, Happy New Year. Soldiers of Hell is a Fosgate Studios production. If you enjoyed it, please like, subscribe, comment, and share.